marketing is kind of like selling a story. So basically you have to kind of like get people to identify, uh, kind of like poke their pain point, then kind of present a solution, present unique mechanism of your product and then show the benefits. So people like to see that other person already had success with that product. So whether it is unboxing, whether it is a testimonial video, whether it is kind of like product demonstration video in which you're explaining, those are kind of like the concepts that are working pretty great. All right, you're listening to the Deal Closers podcast brought to you by WebsiteClosers.com, a show about how to build your e-commerce business to be profitable, scalable, and one day even sellable. I'm Isaac Porter, and on the show today, I want to talk about new trends in performance marketing. Simply put, performance marketing is advertising that can be measured in real time. So that means Google Ads, Facebook, Instagram, Anything that gives you quick information that allows you to make the right decisions for spending your marketing dollars. I recently uh, was at a presentation uh, and mastermind group where I heard Marin Isvanich from Inspire Brands Group at the conference, and he was talking about this exact topic. So I wanted to bring him on the show and have him share a little bit of his expertise in this area with our audience. Hey, Marin, how you doing today? What's going on, man? Pretty good. Glad to be here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate you uh, coming on. So I gave like a uh, super simplified explanation of what performance marketing is. But what does that term mean to you? And, you know, how are you using it to help your clients right now? So basically, the benefits of digital marketing, of performance marketing is that everything is measurable. So basically, our goal is to maximize the efficiency, maximize the return on the investment uh, based on our ads. So basically, whether client has a target that for each dollar put in, he wants like two back or he wants five back, we, we kind of like try to maximize that. What's cool about performance marketing is that you can actually track everything. You can check how many people saw your ad, how many people clicked on your ad, how many people out of those ended up on your product page, how many out of those added to cart, how many those initiated checkout, how many ended up buying. Basically, you have all funnel spread up and you can see where the gaps is. It's totally different compared to a billboard where you put a billboard, I don't know, in a city, like you don't know what effect it has. Performance marketing is amazing because everything is measurable and you can easily scale it. You cannot just like put 50 new billboards and expect the same results. So basically with performance marketing, in my case, with Facebook ads, you have more control in terms of the targeting, you have more control in terms of the messaging, you have more control how the audience resonate. You can test multiple stuff. And what's kind of like the most important, you can actually see what are the results that their ads are generating. All right, so I want to I want to break that down a little bit, Marin. What are some of the new trends that you're seeing? Where are the areas where you're seeing the best returns? And are there any like tricks of the trade that you can share that someone who's listening to the show might be able to implement themselves? Yeah, so there are definitely many tips and tricks. To be honest, not so much as before the uh, iOS update. Because that kind of like limited Facebook ability to find a potential customer, like 
like two, two years ago, you could just kind of like plug simple image and like put some money behind it. And like everybody were generating, were generating money through Facebook. Now after the iOS, things changed. So you have to be more specific. Like I would say that great marketers survived, but uh, kind of like people that were only good media buyers, they are struggling at the moment. Because the attention switched from like media bank tactics to more messaging angles, uh, doing research, actually creating funnels based on uh, different angles, different messaging, uh, kind of like trying to actually find out what are, what are some kind of like psychological tricks to get people to buy, to lead them through your funnel, to showcase them different messaging, whether uh, where in their funnel they are, because it doesn't make much sense to talk about benefits of your product to someone who doesn't even know it has a problem. That's kind of like from the marketing standpoint, from the technical standpoint, in terms of the Facebook ads, it's uh, one of the most exciting features that Facebook introduced, I think it was like six months ago, is Advantage Shopping Plus campaign, which is kind of like relying more on the AI. To be honest, like how does it work? Nobody knows, Facebook did not share uh, too much details about it. It's kind of like a black box, but currently it's outperforming like everything else in like, I would say 80% of my uh, campaigns. Okay. So, you know, we, we've had a lot of clients that were impacted after iOS 15 in terms of the, the ability to attribute sales and, and track, and we've seen return on ad spend go down, you know, in particular with Facebook. So does this new feature, is it a substitute for that or kind of, is it, is it getting us back to the same level of return that, that we saw before iOS 15? So like, to be honest, I don't think that like, um, like Facebook struggled so much in terms of the delivering performance after the iOS. Cause like the only thing that changed is the number that Facebook is reporting in their dashboard, in their ads manager. But if you check the revenue numbers, things are still looking pretty good on the Shopify level on kind of like in the backend. So it means sales are still coming through, but they were not so much visible in Facebook. So people had kind of like uh, to resort to other solution to kind of like track for those changes. So potentially they would decrease the budget all because they thought like Facebook is not performing. So basically what I would say that who, who got hit most are kind of like small niche businesses that didn't have like much data. They were depending on like a super small group of people that are their potential customers. In terms of the Advantage Shopping Plus, it does not kind of like show you more sales than all the other campaigns. It just performs better. But to be honest, like Facebook kind of like worked in backend on improving their tracking. So basically things are looking uh, a bit better compared to the year and a half ago, two years when iOS 14.5 started. So Marin, can you tell us a little bit about Inspire Brands and and what, what you're doing with your clients and what type of clients you're working with? Yeah, so I currently work as a head of performance at, this, uh, at Inspire. I started as a freelancer seven years ago, connected with Matt, uh, who is uh, Inspire Brands founder of the agency. Uh, but like soon I worked my way like to the senior media buyer, now currently head of performance and uh, co-partner at the, at the agency. We are a boutique agency focused on paid social. Uh, so basically Facebook ads are our bread and butter. 
Uh, we are a boutique for a single reason because we don't want to kind of like quality to drops down because with kind of like scaling, you have more people, the quality drops down. So we don't want to be kind of like another sausage factory. So basically we, were, we are working with just a handful of clients. Uh, majority, like I would say 100% of our clients are from e-com and 90% out of those are uh, Shopify stores. Uh, so basically we are working with the with the brands that already have like proven market fit that are looking to scale their business, that they understand like how whole marketing channel works, how like uh, channels are working one with other, not one against each other. So basically people that they know Facebook can take their business to the next level. And we are there to kind of like uh, provide that service of Facebook media buying. We also have experience of scaling our own stores because we have two internal stores we have two stores that we uh, that my co-founder exited. So basically, we have experience of scaling a store. So that that's kind of like how we started. We started as kind of like building brands, but we noticed we are pretty good in Facebook ads. So we started like offering that service to to other people. So when you think about performance marketing, what gets you excited right right now? What are you, what are you excited about that you're doing currently, and what do you, what do you see kind of coming down the road with? Uh, advances in AI and and new tools. So to be honest, if you asked me the same question like year year and a half ago when we were kind of like in the middle of iOS, I would say like, okay, this is looking terrible. I don't know what would happen. Like things are not looking good. Like lot of the lot of the stores had kind of like drop potentially in Facebook results in revenue. So I was like very pessimistic. But kind of like Facebook introduced some of the cool feature that we did not have for a year and a half ago. So basically, they introduced a feature to compare attribution videos to basically see whether your results are coming from a click basis or from a view view basis. That's pretty kind of like crucial to understand uh, effectiveness of your ads. We also got the ability to check the breakdowns. So basically, you can see uh, from which age, from which gender, from which country your customers are coming. So you can double down on that. So it doesn't look gloomy like before. Uh, as I mentioned already, Advantage Shopping Plus is kind of like one of the best features that Facebook added in five years ago. Regarding the AI, it does certainly kind of like looks interesting in this, in this space, especially in cutting down on some time regarding the research, kind of like finding what's the exact uh, reason and what are some potential uh, angles people can uh, help you, uh, people can buy from you. At this point, I don't think that AI is something that is going to like replace people. It's good enough for ideation to go like from zero to one, but then you still need kind of like good copywriter, good creative strategies, good media buyer to iterate on that, to kind of like uh, some uh, add some extra things that can take it to the next level that can actually be delivered to the potential customers. So when when I saw you speak at uh, at Alex Fedidoff's mastermind, you you had some examples that kind of blew my mind of of what you were doing and the level of analytics that you were using to make decisions. G- give us a few examples of of like some success stories you had. I, I know uh, there's a case st- study on on your website. You know, with one of your accounts where you spent, I think, twenty million in ad spend in, yeah. in in a month, and or maybe it was in twelve months. You know, give us some some examples and some success stories that stick out to you. Yeah, so that's definitely one of the 
not one of the biggest, but definitely the biggest success story for us uh, that we managed to spend uh, 20 mil in one ad account in one country that is not US. And we kind of like managed to like from those 20, we managed to generate 140 mil. Uh, that was in 2021. That's a seven uh, a seven x return. Seven x, yeah. yeah. That was yeah, kind of like that off the charts, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, like it's not only me from Facebook. The product was great. The time for the kind of like product was great because we kind of like hit hit uh, like we were in the middle of COVID, and the product was something that's used at home. So basically, there were like a lot of factors that come uh, to kind of like success of the Facebook ads. Uh, but yeah, we kind of like amplify that with the Facebook ads. It's basically just like putting a fuel on fire. Uh, to be honest, like in terms of the performance uh, and the setup, things are, were not so complicated. So basically when you have an ad, there are a couple of ways uh, you can kind of like iterate on that ad, find some potential new audiences, uh, go with the manual bids to maximize the efficiency on a certain days. We had some days that we spent, I don't know, 20k we had some the days that we spend over 100k it kind of like also like during the weekend uh we know that efficiency is better so we kind of like push more budget there uh we kind of like leverage some of the best angles and iterate on that we kind of like found out that thumbnail is what actually drives the performance of the ad so we kind of like continue to double down on the winning angles on the sorry on the winning thumbnails like close up of a product or like uh product with uh, with the next sign kind of like that introduces the problem at the first second that kind of like acts subconsciously to the people so basically those are some kind of like tips and tricks that allow us to maximize the efficiency uh, okay of go, go back to that because that 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 is i think a, a an idea that even a, a new seller can implement right with with images so just can you just ex- explain what you're talking about a little bit more with the with the product image and the x so basically, we found out that for whatever reason, Facebook is favorizing the ad with a certain thumbnail style. So basically, although thumbnail is visible in the video for only like fraction of the second, especially on people that are watching the video on autoplay on Facebook, for some reasons, either the users or Facebook is favorizing certain patterns of a thumbnail. So we found out that like when you have a close-up of a product, uh, that kind of like that works pretty great. We found out that you, when you have a uh, close-up of a face of a person's face, especially if your like person in the video is your target customer demographic. So if you're selling to I don't know women that are forty to fifty years old that are into into anti-aging. So if you close up her face, it subconsciously kind of like gets people gets kind of like those prospects to identify. Marketing is kind of like selling a story. So basically you have to kind of like identify, get people to identify, uh, kind of like poke their pain point, then kind of present the solution, present unique mechanism of your product and then show the benefits. So we found out when we kind of like present the problem. So let's say if a person has a hump on their back and they have some kind of like problem, they like because they kind of like, I don't know, work too much or they stand, uh, they sit at the desk for too too much time, so their back hurts. So we kind of like put an image of of a person with a hump 
on their back and then we put an x sign at the corner yeah big big red x sign so basically people kind of like identify okay this is something that's not good because x sign is kind of like presented with uh, connected often to a kind of like unpleasant situation so kind of like that again works subconsciously basically we had the same video tested with the multiple different thumbnails and in every sing- single test in in that account and in all the other ad accounts where we have a product that is resolving some problem that thumbnail style uh, worked pretty great and as you mentioned we actually found out that because we had an image a uh, static image with uh, kind of like that X sign that was working pretty great. So we started introducing that as a thumbnail and it worked like a charm. Mm. I love I love that because it's, you know, it's that is not country specific, that that concept, right? It's, it's not language specific. You know, if, if you're starting out as a brand new seller and you've got a product that solves a problem, you can you can try that strategy out really on day one if you wanted to. What are kind of the three or four most important data points that you watch that that someone who's maybe a new seller or that's just starting to scale their their brand should be should be paying attention to so in like in terms of the ads there are a couple of concepts that we know are kind of like like working on on majority of the ad accounts so i would say like definitely ugc user generated content so people like to see that other person already had success with that product so whether it is unboxing whether it is a testimonial video whether it is kind of like product demonstration video in which you're explaining those are kind of like the concept that are working pretty great in terms of the ad uh, like static ads i would say like split screen so basically you have like your product on one side the competitive products on other side and you highlight your benefits or your features of product that are kind of like uh, better than the competitors as I already mentioned, close-up of a product and stuff like that. In terms of the data that I check, definitely uh, most important is return on the investment. People are considering there's kind of like some brands that are running multiple channels. So like say, Facebook, Google, TikTok. So let's say you, you could have each platform claiming that it got a sale. So you could have like TikTok claiming the sale, Facebook claiming the sale, Google claiming the sale. But when you check in Shopify, there's only one sale happened because person had like multiple touch points. So instead, like increasing the budget on all three channels that could result in kind of like too high budget, you try to make decisions on a blended basis. So you take all the spend from all the channels and revenue, and then you have a target that is kind of like your target. So we call that MER, marketing efficiency ratio or blended ROAS. So that kind of like helps you to understand whether your business in general is in a good position. Mm. When we are talking about the Facebook, then obviously platform-specific ROAS is something that is kind of like our main metric. Then after that, it goes to new customer cost per acquisition. So basically, you could have a lot of people that are coming to your Shopify stores because they are on, on your sub, on, on your subscription list or they are kind of like uh, buying after you send them an email because they already bought from you. But if you rely too much on those, you would kind of like left out of all the prospecting people that are potentially buying from you. So basically you want to check how many new customers are you getting on a daily or weekly basis. 
After that, in terms of the ad performance, obviously we are looking at the click-through rate as one of the most important metrics. For the videos, we are looking at some custom metrics. So basically hook rate, which tells us how many people, out of how many people that ad was served, they watched at least three seconds. Mm -hmm. So that tells us how interesting the video start is. After that, we look at the hold rate, which tells us how many people watched at least 75% of the video out of people that watched three seconds of the video. So basically how long the retention rate, the curve of the video is. Then we, we can identify, okay, this ad had like amazing thumb stop ratio. So we got people hooked, but they are dropping off. So obviously we have to improve in the middle of the video to get them to watch uh, more of the video. Awesome. Yeah, that's really great. And then what about converting? So the for the people that, that stay on and watch 75% or more, you know, how are you tracking who actually transacts? So then we obviously, because as I, as I mentioned at the start, we have kind of like all the metrics in the funnel laid out. So basically we have how many people started watching the video, how many people watched certain percentage of the video, how many people clicked. When they clicked, how many people proceeded to the product page? How many people added to cart? So we have our targets per, let's say, cost per add to cart. So, you know, let's say if I want to be profitable, I need to get my cost per add to cart for, I don't know, 20 bucks. If I'm seeing that I'm getting my cost per add to cart on average for, I don't know, 35, that ad is like hardly going to be profitable. Then we have conversion rate and the AOE. Because ROS is uh, kind of like dependent on the amount of traffic that you're driving to the website, uh, how many people are actually buying, which is your conversion rate, and to the what amount they are buying, which is AOV. Obviously, those are kind of like uh, vary. As higher the AOV, the lower the conversion rate. So you want to find that sweet spot where your conversion rate is pretty good for the amount of AOV that you are uh, selling so you can actually be profitable. So that's why we potentially introduce bundles that we kind of like combine best-selling product and the product that's not so kind of like appealing to the people, but you make a no-brainer offer that you say like, buy this and get this for free. And potentially it looks like an amazing deal to the people and you're selling both product, you're increasing your AOV that allows you to have a, a higher CPA at the front end. Ah, that's great. It's such a great idea. Yeah, I love I love these ideas and I love thinking about breaking down that whole funnel into into data that you can track and then use to improve your your overall efficiency. It's really smart. Love yeah. the whole. Time. In my opinion, that's the, that's the only way to go because like just iterating on the stuff and like, hey, let's try this, let's try this. Like it doesn't make sense unless you are kind of like actually measuring and seeing where the biggest gap is and then trying to like close that gap. So you've been doing this for a long time. Have you had any mentors that have, have kind of helped you get up the learning curve? Are you self-taught? Are there courses out there that you recommend? So, yeah, like when I started, like there was not much kind of like literature about a Facebook ad at like least in Croatia. So I started kind of like learning everything there is about it, like watching all the podcast, uh, like listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos. I went through the like whole Google literature uh, support they had. Uh, luckily, I had one friend. I think he was like the only guy in, in Croatia that was doing Facebook ads at that time. So I started working with him, like asking him all the questions. Like he had, he needed some help. I kind of like 
it was amazing opportunity for me to actually spend other people money and not kind of like learn on my own. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that he was one of my first mentor. Then with the time I got connected to kind of like community, like geek out, uh, Nick Shackle for which I had kind of like a couple of uh, consulting sessions with. And I could say that like he was uh, one of the guys that kind of like uh, paved the path to, to my current situation in media buying world. I guess a follow up to a few of these kind of concepts we've talked about. What are some challenges that someone, you know, who's trying to improve their, the performance of their marketing campaigns? What, what are some common challenges that, that people face that, you know, that can be overcome with, with this approach? Yeah. So like people launch a couple of ads and they say like, Hey, Facebook ads doesn't work for me. So like Facebook ads are only amplifier. They're kind of like sherry on top. You have to have a product market fit. You have to have like healthy foundation of your potentially organic traffic. You have to have like good offer that is actually converting. You have to have your pricing dialed in. And like when, when you're seeing some success, like uh, then you resort to Facebook ads. As I said, like it doesn't make sense to kind of like create a product, launch a store and just like, hey, we're going to launch Facebook ads and I will get like five extras. So like yeah. that's not gonna happen. You, yeah. Like you have to have everything else dialed in uh, before you kind of uh, start launching the ads. A lot of people are complaining about the tracking uh, recently, which kind of like makes sense since the iOS uh, we are kind of like partially blind. But as I said, that's that's improving. Uh, we have a couple of like third-party tracking softwares like Norbeam or Triple Veil or Converge, which are actually helping. Uh, with this situation uh, that are actually kind of like helping us with the optimization because if you know how to optimize, you can actually maximize the efficiency, which is kind of like something I strive for when running Facebook ads. Super cool, man. So how can people connect with you or inspire inspire brands? So probably the best way is to reach me uh, on Twitter. Like on a daily basis, I'm sharing like uh, three to four tips and tricks regarding the Facebook ads. I'm basically giving everything that I know, all my secret sauce. It's a couple of uh, kind of like simple tricks, but then I also broke down uh, how am I testing stuff, how am I uh, setting up my retargeting, how am I actually analyzing the data, how am I scaling. So basically, if you want to learn more about Facebook ads, check my Twitter. Uh, you can send me a DM. I have an open DM on Twitter. So if you're someone that's interested in working with us, uh, uh, yeah, just reach me out on Twitter or you can check uh, our website, which is inspiredbrandsgroup.com. That was Marin Istvanich, who you can find at Inspire Digital Group. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Deal Closers podcast brought to you by WebsiteClosers.com. If you like the show, be sure to rate us, write a review, press the follow button and share it with your network. And of course, if you're looking for help selling your e-commerce business, be sure to visit WebsiteClosers.com. This episode was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Isaac Porter. Follow me on LinkedIn and we'll see you next time on the Deal Closers podcast.